What's going on, everybody? If you're looking for a film to watch with the family this weekend, check out Sincerely Brenda. You can go to Amazon Prime Video and search Sincerely Brenda. It's a great story about forgiveness and redemption and family. And please rate the film and leave a review for me. I really appreciate that. Now enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Life Beyond the Left. And now your house, my daddy, Kenneth Nelson. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Life Beyond the Lens. I'm your host, Ken Nelson. And on today's episode, I got coach. I got the coach, <laughs> Thomas Harris with Moolah Films, man. What's going on today, man? What's going on, Ken? Man? You all right, brother? I'm, I'm good, man. I'm good. Thank you so much for being on the show, man. Oh, you man. Know. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, man. You know, you guys are. I listen to your podcast, man, man. I love what you're doing, man. And Man, I'm just, I'm a fan, man. I'm a fan. Thank you, man. Same here, man. I'm Like I was saying before the podcast, man, I've just been watching you guys, man, what y'all doing and like the success of, of just seeing the success, seeing this, the growth, like, cause I I went back and looked at um, more of y'all work. Cause I just, you know, I found out about Moolah and found out about you this past year. It's just crazy to see it, man. And like to see that, that you guys have been grinding at this for like, I mean, for a yeah, while, ten for 10, yeah, years. ten years. Wow. 10 years. We, yeah, 10 years, 10 years. And, and the first project never came out. The first film we ever worked on never came out. What's that? Was that concrete? Concrete, yeah. Was it concrete? Yeah, 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 yeah. Concrete, that's right, yeah. Yeah, concrete. The first film we ever did um, 10 years ago, uh, we started on it, and it, it just never came out. You know, things happen, creative differences. And we were young then. We were really young guys. And, and I mean young as far as, like, in the film industry. You know, we were we were brand spanking new to the film industry. Um, so, you know, a lot of things we didn't understand and we didn't know, um, a lot of intricate parts that were important. Um, just a lot of things um, that we know now that we didn't know then. Um, but it was a lesson that you needed. It was a lesson that we needed. It was a, it was a, I'll never look at it as a failure. I just look at it as a lesson. You know, we spent uh, two consecutive summers on it, working it, trying to get it together. Um, we spent another summer on it, trying to, you know, re-get it together again, and and it just didn't work out. But but the one thing it was, it was just a great lesson learned, um, and and it's things that I go by till this day that I learned from those lessons dealing with the first uh, movie we try to work on. You know, we call it the greatest movie that never came out. So. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean, the the film like the indie film industry back then had to look a lot different. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, what yes. was I mean, what was, I mean, so, so if the film was going to come out, like, what would it have, what did that look like? You know, premieres, like, what was the, the landscape like back then for indie film? It would have been, first of all, it would have been shot on a DLSR, because that's right, what we right. had. We had our 7D, because um, we were coming from, I was coming from the theater, um, doing theater shows and things like that, the stage. And um, T, who's from Moolah Films, who's the cinematographer and the director of Moolah Films, he was coming from videos, okay. doing music videos. And, um, and it was a several other of us, several others of us. Um, and we came together and we said, hey, you know, y'all do videos. We do writing um, stage plays and that. Let's try to do a film. And we came together and we just used our, our, our uh, abilities to try to make a film. But it would have been, it, it would have looked different. It would look different. It was a yeah. shot with a 7D. Um, 
it would have been different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Different. <laughs> it's about 2010. So, right, right. I mean, well, you know, Reds, back in 2010, if you had a Red, you had some oh, money. Yeah, some red. yeah, definitely. If you had some money, if you had a Red in 2010, yeah. Reds was like, you know, Red, you know, Reds was like what, what Hollywood and big yep. budget films had back then. It wasn't, it wasn't affordable to the consumer back then, mm -hmm. you know. But DLSRs were affordable, and that's what gave us that's why DLSRs became so popular in music videos because you can match a similar look to the Hollywood looking videos mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. Hype Williams or Benny Boom or, or guys like that with a DLSR. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And back then, that's when YouTube really started to pick up momentum with tutorials of how you can make a flare in a video, mm -hmm. how to shoot um, uh, a car scene in a video, how to do a, a B-roll, how to make a film, how to make a music video look like a professional $100,000 budget video. And guys were taking those and those DLSRs and they would go get like red bottom lenses yep. or Sigma lenses or yep. they would go get these lenses. Anamorphic was big then. Anamorphic yep. lens oh, was yeah. big back then. Yeah. And you remember that? And, and they'd oh, go yeah. do that and they'd, you know, use the camera and trick because it was a trick to the eye. You thought mm -hmm. when you saw the music video, you was looking at a, a $100,000 camera, but it wasn't. It was a DLSR. And when they made DLSRs, um, affordable to the consumer and then the lenses were affordable it changed the game it was man it changed the I game remember. for music videos first oh man i remember when i was using a this was back man i date myself this was back like in college man i was using a uh oh i was working at, at michigan state and i was using a dvx uh, a panasonic dvx 100 oh yeah yep, yeah 24p mm -hmm. frame when that came the out big boy the big boy the big boy man and i remember <laughs> when i remember seeing of the video on youtube of the uh it was the canon 5d some some filmmaker made like yep. a short film yep. with the 5d the mark, the mark, the 5D, mark yep. 5d and i'm like yep. whoa yeah. and, and so i mean that changed the game man i remember that and i'm like oh we can take we, lenses off and switch yeah them off. remember because like, the, oh the it's funny you said it because i remember when the mark d came out because that's when we were doing you know i was doing like directing and treatments for music videos and I was in and, and T for Moolah Films was shooting the videos. Mm -hmm. And so me and him was like basically working hand in hand. And I remember we shot with with a with a with a 7D. And I remember somebody was like, yo, they're coming out with the five, Mark 5D three or something like that. And and the biggest feature is it got full frame now. Yeah. So now you can yeah. you can shoot full frame, you know, videos and it's like, oh it was gonna change the game. And it was it was crazy, man. I remember it. I remember it man. I remember it like it was yesterday. Man, I remember so it man. Yeah, and it's so so you talking about so you guys shot concrete over over two summers you say and and, and you know it didn't end up coming out. So talk about because after that uh, you guys did two eleven. Yes. So then yep. how did you go from like was it like we ain't doing this again and then like mm -hmm. something changed or what what talk about that so two eleven. So I always tell the I always tell the story that you know um, concrete didn't happen for a reason because it wasn't supposed to happen. 211 was supposed to happen. And um when I first met, I first met Murder on Murder, who does, you know, um, mm -hmm. you don't know he Lee Rolling, McGraw Ave in 211. Mm -hmm. I met him first on um concrete set. Um and I remember that telling him, I used to always tell him, like, bro, you got something natural. Like, bro, you are a natural, like you're naturally talented. This comes natural to you. And I just remember him, me and him always had conversations, just we just clicked instantly. And we always had conversations. So um, when the split happened, as far as like not doing concrete, me and, and my guys, who we did theater and TMULA films, they kind of just went a, a separate way. 
and we kind of just didn't have wasn't in contact for a while you know what i'm saying um for whatever reason you know things happen we you know things happen for a reason and i remember one day um uh, t was shooting a video in my neighborhood and he called me and i uh i went over there and uh, me and him we, we kicked it for about an hour straight you know just talking film just talking theater just you know reconnecting you know what I'm saying because concrete took a lot out of everybody i mean it really took a lot it really tested people's um uh will to want to even keep filming i mean it was a really trying time um and so i had took a break from filmmaking for like a year at least a year a year and a half I, it was it was rough i was at the bottom i felt like concrete didn't happen i just felt like it was over with like i just you know i didn't know where to go um and i remember sitting on my mom's couch and she just told me like you know there's nowhere else to go but up so you got to get up and go make it happen and that day like maybe that weekend t caught me and i went over there and we chopped it up for an hour about an hour straight and he was just telling me how 211 was going and he was because they had begin shooting till 211 they had just finished it up and i remember me and him talking and um and uh, he's telling me about the premiere they were getting there to premiere it at the star and all that and i just remember just saying, you know what, bro, let, let, let's get back and let's work again. And I remember him just saying, man, we got to get back together and start working no matter what. And from that point on, we have never looked back. We have been working with each other ever since. So it's a kind of place there because people go, oh, man, you made 211. It's like, yeah, but I did, but I kind of didn't, but I did, though. Right, you know, it's like right, one of them right. was like, yeah, I did, but I didn't, but I did. You know what I'm saying? So it was yeah. all my, the guys, you know, but I love, you know, what Murder did. I love what what they did, you know, Forever Fast Life Tell, you know, rest in peace. You know, um, those guys opened up the doors for a lot of people um, to be able to walk. They jumped off the porch first. I always say yeah. they jumped off the, for the porch first and they start blazing the trail. And, you know, it's a beautiful thing, man. I'm just glad that we all still working and living out our dreams and, and just together, man. We're a family and I love it, man. So, yeah, man, you mentioned you guys being like a family. And it's crazy to look at all the films. As I look through you guys' filmography, you're using like pretty much all the same actors rotating mm -hmm. around in different characters. And mm -hmm. and it's, it was great, man, is to see how everybody's different in every film. Like the same, they're just so different. The characters are so yeah. different and the characters are so mm -hmm. good. And man, and, and um, the stories are good. The quality, everything is just high level. And you guys are putting right. on constant high level films. And thank you, thank you. But I, I, I didn't know, I thought it started, like you, I saw like 2015, so you said 10 years. And so talk about, man, like, well, that's a lot of questions I have. Let me, let me first, let me back up real quick. <laughs> let me back up. So you were in theater. Mm -hmm. Talk about, cause, cause I was in theater for like all my life pretty much and, until I okay. came to college okay. and I kind of was doing stuff off and on in college. But okay. like, I know that transition from stage to screen can be like yeah. different. You know what I'm saying? Like, talk about yeah. your transition from stage to screen. Um, you know, it's it, it, stage to screen. I think it's um, you have to understand um, a few elements. Um, when I tell the people that I talk to or that I train, I always tell them, you know, there's no better training than stage training. Stage training is like the foundation of a great actor. I think that's their foundation. I think it's it just so many elements in, in being able to be trained on the stage that you can bring to film. Um, with film, the biggest thing is just understanding, you know, um, everything's not so big. You know, you don't do everything so over-exaggerated. Um, you don't have to be so loud. You don't have to, you're not projecting um, to the guy at the back of the theater. 
you know, the microphone's literally right here. Um, but you also have to tell them that you can't just be whispering either. So everything you have to, the biggest thing with, with film is, is the camera's right in your face. So you have to make it natural. You know what I'm saying? You have to be natural on stage, but the guy in the back row might not be able to see your looks. So you got to be over-exaggerating a little bit so your looks can be seen to everybody. It's not like that in film. Film, you don't want to over-exaggerate. You start over-exaggerating, then it looks unreal. And so I think a lot of people that come from the stage and go to film for the first time, they struggle with being over, doing too much. But I always tell them, too, I'd rather you do too much than too little. Mm-hmm. I can bring you down you for too much. It. You can bring it down. It's yep. hard to bring you up in too little. Yep. So um, that's the biggest thing is, is just understanding the differences between the two. You know, it, it's, you know, just bring it down some. Um, understanding shots, you know, if you got a, if you got a, a close-up or if you got a mid or if it's a shot at an angle, you know, understanding that, you know, how to look through a camera and not in a camera. You know, that's one of the biggest things is because if they come straight from the stage, they never really dealt with a, a camera, mm-hmm. right? So we're always taught in theater, the number one rule is never turn your back to the audience unless you're told to for a yeah. reason. Yeah. But we always open up and stay open to a, to, to the theater. Well, the number one rule in film is never look in the camera unless you're told. <laughs> yep. And so many guys, that they, they get so caught up. like, And I'd be like, no, look through the camera. Mm-hmm. I know you got, you know, the, the toughest shots is the one where you got to look and the camera's right there, but you got to keep looking through it. You're so natural to just go, whoop. Yeah. Like, no, yep. look through the camera. Look, look through it. Go that way. So, and little things, I think, I think it's little things. Um, just, just little small things. Yeah. I, I don't think it's yeah. too many big things. You know, some people may say it's big things, but for me, I, I just believe it's just, you know, ultimately the number one thing you want to be is believable and natural. Yeah, that's the I mean, biggest thing, man. That was the biggest thing for me. Like when I came from stage and did some screen, it's like, yo, the camera see every detail. Yeah. And so like yeah. you say, if you're trying to, if you're doing too much with the eyes or with your mouth, it's like, okay, you're overacting. And it's just crazy to see yeah. that, that. And that was a tough transition. Also, like, just, you know, thinking so much, trying to, you know, to, as an actor, like you doing, a, I mean, it's tough. I, that's why I stopped, man. I'm like, I'm not really a film actor. Like I love working with actors. Um, mm-hmm. But I had to be honest with myself and like, say, I like I love the stage, the yeah. screen, like I'm, I'm not a screen yeah. actor. Like, it's just, I think it, I'm just too much in my head. And I think, um, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And I love yeah. working with actors because I love getting them out of their head. Cause I know how, how yep. hard it is, you know what I'm saying? Yep. And and I see like like your films, like you directed your your directed tutorial debut was Birthday Behavior. Yes. And then yep. you did yep. um and you did the mute. Mm-hmm. And so talk about like your approach, man, like to that when actors are like stuck or they they're 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 in it. Cause it seems like you guys do a lot of improv too. You know what I'm saying? It just seems very like natural and loose, but then also not to a point to where it's off the tracks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we do, we do, we do. We, we, so how I learned, how I learned, the best way I learned, cause I've learned, you know, as you know, there's many different teachers of, of the art. They teach it their own way. You have, you have teachers that are hands-on, that mm-hmm. want you to do it their way and only their way. And they're gonna tell you exactly every single step of what to do and how to do it. And then you have teachers that allow you to develop your own character and just leave you to do what you want. And then you have people that are kind of like, you know, they, they leave you free to develop, but they don't let you stray too far away. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they help you along the way to understand. And the best ones are the ones for me, are the ones that help me understand, but they allow me to develop what I see 
they should be doing and they just give me help along the way or they or they or they open up other options that i might not be looking at you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and so that's the same way i am i'm the exact same way my my um the best acting teacher i had her name was akukadogo um she's well known in the, in the arts and she was a real like she really believed you develop them. I won't let you go the wrong way, but I want you to do it. Mm-hmm. I want you to bring your energy. That's why I cast you. I want you to bring your feel, your energy, your personality, you. And then I want you to develop this character and make this character a real person. Mm-hmm. But I want you to do it. And I used to get some of the best work from that because it makes you dig and it makes you work. Mm-hmm. And I'm the same way with the, with the actors when I direct them. Um, always there to help, but I want you to develop the character. But I want you to understand who the character is. Make sure you dig in and you understand the character. Um, a lot of people don't understand how important script analysis really is, how important reading between the lines is, subtext. Subtext is a very important thing mm-hmm. because writers say things that they don't actually write down. You have to look and see that yourself. Mm-hmm. Those are things that you dissect and dig in. And I teach my, my uh, students this, and I also teach when I'm directing actors. I tell them all the time, dig in deep into that script. Right, because you might not like it does not mean that the act the character doesn't like it. That's just your personal feeling. And if you put your personal feelings into something how you feel, then you'll never give the character its true authenticity. Mm-hmm. You'll never give them what they're supposed to have because you're thinking what you don't like. The character yeah. is nothing like it. Yep. You know, the number one rule I tell my students is the number one rule in acting is you can't judge a character. Mm-hmm. You can never judge a character. If you start judging your character, then you've lost already. Mm-hmm. You have to mm-hmm. reason and understand. You know, I always tell them, why is the Joker, you know, the, I ask my students, I always ask them, do you think the Joker is psychotic? And people be like, yeah, no, he's not. Mm-hmm. He's not psychotic to him. He, he, he's not, he's not a psychopath. That's not, no, that's not true. Mm-hmm. And when Heath Ledger or, or Joaquin Phoenix go in there and they begin to dig and dissect the, the Joker's true identity, they don't judge him. Mm-hmm. They understand him. They start figuring out why is he the way he's doing. He's doing the world a favor or he's standing up to the bullies or he's not going to be a victim anymore. It's a reason why, but mm-hmm. he's not a psychopath. Mm-hmm. You're saying he's a psychopath because that's what society says a psychopath is and you have right. your personal opinion and right. you're wrong. And I can so, see yeah. that, man. I can see that in your work. Um, from the very, like, Sometimes in films you may you may watch and I call them like throwaway characters. Like you may see a character come okay. and it's like okay, yeah, they just was filling that little spot. They throw no, I like from what I watch, there's no throwaway characters. Like the smallest mm-hmm. appearance on screen has yeah. depth to it. Like the characters have yeah. depth to it, and I'm like that. And so to hear you say that, I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I tell them, I tell them, man, listen, there's no small roles, just small yeah. thinkers. So if you think it's a small role, it'll be a small role. But if you think it's going to be the biggest role you ever did, it'll be the biggest role you ever did. Mm-hmm. This is how you is how you attack it. I mean, how many movies have we seen that we can remember a one-liner? Yep. Don't be a menace. I remember the mailman. One line. Message. Because directors can see things. You know what I'm saying? Or, 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 or anybody. You never know who. You know, fellow actors can say, man, I know a person, man. He's professional, he's dependable, and he takes his work serious. I mean, you just don't never know. And every time you attack a character or a role, you should be attacking it like it's the leading role. Yep. Every time. That's so, good. That's good. So you got, yeah. I mean, so you're on stage. You wrote over 15 films, features and shorts. So Yes, features and stage plays, yeah. Man, so. Not all of them got produced, though. Not all of them got produced. Some of them got put on the shelf. I mean, so some of them got, whoop. 
You know, you write it and be like, ooh, this is bad. And you oh, throw so it away. You, okay, okay. But you, so when you yeah. directed some stage plays, though, you directed some plays. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, so, oh, yeah. I mean, and to talk about, about that process, too. So we talked about coming from stage to screen acting. What about mm-hmm. directing? Um, so I got my first directing start in college, actually, um, where I studied, which is I studied at Wayne State. Um, and it's funny, it came because it was out of necessity. At Wayne State, they do a certain amount of shows a year for, for black students. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was maybe one or two. And um, I just wasn't getting casted except for in those shows. And I would see a lot of other people just working year round, like almost year round. You know, you, you start in, in like uh, uh, September, you go all the way to like May. And I would see certain people just working all the way till May. And I'd just get one role. And I just, I just started feeling like, you know, no, I, 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 I want to work. I want to do stuff. And so we used to do these things called the one X. They call them the one X. Um, and, and it's student written plays. You produce them yourself, but you get access to the theaters, to the uh, small theater, to the, uh, to the, um, I can't even think of the name of the call it theater no more. Uh, it's a black box theater, basically. Okay, a small yeah, theater. Okay. Yeah. Studio theater. That's what it's called. So you get access to the studio theater where you can premiere your shows. Um, and so I remember I called a big meeting. I called all the black students. I'm like, yo, we're going to write this play. It's going to be dope. You know, we all going to do it. And we're going to cast each other and we're going to make our own work. And boom, the first writing session is tomorrow at one. I had all these books because it was a historical play. It was a play based in 1820. So I'm like, I got all these books. We're going to do this. It was like 13 people. They were like, yeah. And one o'clock came around and I was the only one in the room for the writing session. Wow. And, uh, and my boy, Henri Franklin, he came through the door, man. He was like, yo, let's do it. And I was like, bet. And so me and him, we just started grinding out this play, man. Me and him just started grinding out, grinding out. And um, we took it to the head guy, Blair Anderson, you know, really cool guy. Um, we took it to him, man. And we were like, yo, we want to do this for the one act. We might have missed the deadline. And he called me the next, maybe like two days later. And he said, I don't want to do these for the one act. I don't want to put this on a student play. I want to save this for next year and put it on the actual school bill. And I'm gonna pay you guys for this, and I'm gonna bring in a guest director, and I'm gonna cast. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna. The, your peers are gonna audition for it, because in the beginning of the year and in in January, you have to audition for the plays for the professors. So here we are sitting in the audience with the professors, casting our peers for a play that we wrote. And from that day on, I said, Nope, I know what I gotta do. I gotta make my own work. I cannot wait. So when I went into directing, it's like the same thing, necessity. I wanted to direct a play, but I wanted it to be told with, with you know, being authentic. Mm-hmm. I, I, want, I want to be able to have somebody that's going to direct it, but it be authentic. So when I first got my first t- taste of directing, it was in college, and I was like, yo, this is, I got to do this. Mm-hmm. I got to. And that's how it started. It just started all in college. Everything started in college, directing, Thank writing. God. It just started in college from necessity, from having to do it. So before then, what were you what were you doing before college? Like that you you didn't grow up wanting to, to direct, write, and do any of that. No, I grew up actually an athlete. I was a I was a I was a, a athlete. I grew okay. up. Uh, I, I played football, basketball, track. I went to college to play football at Wayne State. I played a year and a half at Wayne State. Um, and the funny story is, football became demanding, and so did theater. And so my professors kept telling me, "You're gonna have to pick one or the other. It's gonna be hard to balance both of them out." because they're both really demanding. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I ended up getting ready to have my son. And I was like, you know what? I love playing football, but it's not my true passion. Mm-hmm. Acting was my true passion. It's what I woke up and love to do every day. 
right? And there was no aspect of acting that I didn't love to do. Football, right. I love, but I didn't feel like going to 6 a.m. training. I was like, <laughs> right. oh, God, I got to go lift the weights. God, we got to run how much? And I just knew it wasn't something that I want to do for a living. Um, so I fell in love with acting coming out of high school. My uncle, who was an actor here in the city, he, he did a lot of plays at the Detroit Repertory, uh, Repertory Theater. And he just did a lot of plays in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Um, he told me, I, I was like, man, uncle, I don't know what I want to do. I just know I got to go to college. That's the norm. You know, mama said I got to go out there. And so he said, well, try theater. I got a friend over at Wayne County Community College. You know, go link up with him and and do theater. And I tried it, and that was it. It was a wrap after that. Yeah. I knew what I was going to do. It's, uh, it, man, it's, it's, it's a drug. Man, it's like a drug, man. Like when you go on stage, and it, I remember man, my what? big, well, it was like in high school, because I went, I went to cast. Where did you go to high school? I went to school in Arizona, actually. And, in so I was going to ask you about Arizona, because I so I'll come back to that. But like, um, in, in high school, cast, like, you know, it was huge. Cast is huge. And so we would do stage plays. Uh, yeah, yeah. Theater yeah. major. So it was just like, you know, packed out. So it was crazy. But it, man, I remember my first time, though, I was in a, this this program called Mosaic. Are you, you familiar with Mosaic Youth Theater? Yeah, I know Mosaic. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mosaic. So, yeah, I know yep. about it. I was in Mosaic. Mm-hmm. And I remember doing a play at Music Hall, man. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wow. It was like yeah. packed out. And the energy you yeah. get from the crowd when it's good, right. it's, it's like right. addictive, man. Like, what? it's like, you it's like, like, man. You come up that boy like a crackhead. Like, what's yeah. the next one? Man, I'm going to come back. Like, I'm going to come back. Right. It's like, I, I never. Man, it, like you said, a passion, man. I never get tired. Like, on set, being on set. Like, right. I remember shooting Brenda. Man, you know, you got long days. Like sometimes yeah. I'm going to nights. You got you got to do a turnaround, yeah. come yeah. back early. Yeah. Man, yeah. I would come home. I'll be looking at the daily. I'll come home like I can't go to sleep. I gotta like look at this yeah. footage. And my yeah. wife's like, "You crazy? You need to." I'm like, "I can do this all day." And that's how you know. Shout out to you and sincerely, Brenda too. I don't mean to cut you off, but shout out to you. I had to tell you this. Me and my wife watched it, and we both was like, "Yo, that it was a good movie." Shout out to you and the cat. Thank you, Good job. thank you, man. I appreciate yes. that, man. Yes. I appreciate that. Yes, like I said, I'm a fan. I, I I enjoyed it, man. I truly enjoyed that film, man. Oh, yes. thank you, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that, man. No, it's it's no, I, I really do, man. I appreciate it. Like I said, I was talking talking to my wife, and like um, we just watched what you guys do, man. How you guys work, man. Your ethic, like how you putting stuff out, and I'm like inspired. Like I'm looking, learning. I'm just like, yo, yo. I mean, from every aspect you guys are a machine it's funny people think we have like a 50 crew personnel we don't it's, we don't we yeah. tell everybody like oh we don't have 50 people like we have well 211 we had three people buffed up was three people we have four yeah four like our crews aren't we don't have big huge crews like that we just started recently with like maybe mcgraw have birthday behavior mule started adding to like a bigger crew but it really was just us like grinding like if murder wasn't in the scene he had to hold a pole he had to hold a pole if i wasn't in the scene i had to hold the audio i had to hold the audio you know still to this day um you know if day who's shamar avery who's who, who does the audio too he'll call me quick hey you in the scene no hey can you hold this pole yep and i'm holding the pole and he's running the audio or vice versa i'm running the audio he holding the pole so it's just that that's how we work like we just we just try to work to get that same common goal done Man, and talk more about that, man. For these, for some young aspiring filmmakers listening, because you know, I, I teach, man, um, uh, film students, and a lot of these oh. young cats, they're like, 
trying to find shortcuts. You know yeah, what I'm saying? They right. trying to find shortcuts. They trying to find, they like, oh, can I get, or you go, and it's like, and, and they don't want to hear the stories about the grind and like about how nobody, you know, nobody want to see your film. How are you going to make them want to see it? You know, what are you going to do? How do you get, how do you build your audience? How do you, you know what I'm saying? How do you uh, cast the right actors? How do you work and manage a team? How do you, cause you know, morale drops on the set. Like yes. that could be a wrap for your film. So it's not just yeah. about a lot of these, you know, young film actors are like, well, it's about my vision and no, yeah. no, it's a business side to this. Sure. It's, it, listen, the business side, like I told you, I had to learn the hard way uh, when it came to business. You know, concrete fell apart. I, mm -hmm. it, it, the business side was a part of that as well. Um, same thing I tell my students, the actors. I tell them the same thing. Like, listen, I know we love acting, but it's a business side. Mm -hmm. It just is. I mean, I don't care where you go. Hollywood, New York, independent route, whatever you go, it's still a business. Mm -hmm. And number one rule of business is to make money. Yeah. So you got to understand, like, I've heard people say, oh, man, same thing, you, like you said, this is my vision, I want it this way. Yeah, but your vision, not make, you know, your vision may not make sense. Mm -hmm. Your vision may not make any money because you don't have a, a demographic. It's all over the place. Mm -hmm. So if it, you're all over the place, the field's all over the place, who's going to watch it? It's going to be all over the place. It's not going to make sense. Mm -hmm. um, it takes time. You know, it takes time. It, it, we're still learning till this day. We still learn new things, like till this very day. Um, biggest thing is that I tell people is, do your research do your research like learn what it is first perfect it go go study up under somebody you know what i'm saying i'm not saying go spend a hundred thousand dollars at school if, if you get the opportunity in you and it works out for you yes of course do it mm -hmm. you know especially if it's free training hexy yeah but go and just do your research and put in the work before you try to get the instant gratification mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying if you're looking for the instant gratification you're going to be looking forever. Mm -hmm. Just get in there, do the work, grind, work hard, and put yourself in position by listening to the people that have come before you. That's the biggest thing is listening. Mm -hmm. Listen to the stories that people are telling because they're telling you these stories so you don't trip up over the same hurdle. Mm -hmm. I tell my students all the time, I'm telling you guys these same things because I don't want you to trip over the same things I tripped over. You know what I'm saying? That's the biggest thing. So if I could prevent you from tripping over those things, you can go around it. I've done my job. You know, but, but I don't want to see you guys, you know, the same thing because I wasn't able to have anybody tell me in the independent film making industry because it wasn't big in 2010. Right. Like yeah. it is. Mm -hmm. I didn't have anybody say, hey, brother, don't do that. You're going to fall. I had to fall. You know what I'm saying? Um, T had to fall. You know what I'm saying? We all had to fall on our faces. Get up, fall again, get up, fall again, get up, learn, do it and fall again and then get back up and say, okay. There it is. Cool. We got it. Now we got our lane. Good. We rolling now. Bam. I remember in um, one of your coaches' corners on uh, Instagram, you talked about having the right people around you because, mm -hmm. you know, if you fall in the mud, that can help pull you out the mud. And, yeah. and so talk yeah. about for people listening that maybe like struggling to make their first film, they have yeah. doubts or they made something and, it, and they fail. Like mm -hmm. share with them, like when, when you fail, what was it, you know? And then like, how did you pick yourself back up? So um, it's, it's funny you said that because the coaches corner, I would, you know, people had asked me, you know, about those type of trials and tribulations. And one of the reasons why I was saying is that be around people that are for you to win. Because if you fall in the mud, 
you need somebody to help you get out because it's a slow spiral down, mm -hmm. but it can turn fast quick. You don't want to fall in the mud and people step over you and walk past you. Mm -hmm. So there was times when I, I'll never forget it. Um, murder called me one time um, and he called me and I, I think it might've been around the time we were doing buffed up. I think it was, I can't remember if it was buffed up before or after. And I was kind of nervous. I didn't know how both of was going to turn out. I didn't know, you know, I had just came off of, I hadn't worked on anything in some years, you know, and I remember he just called me and he kept telling me, man, you are, yo, you the best, yo, you, 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 you that guy, man, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I appreciate you, bro, but, but you the man, you're going to do this, you know, just words of encouragement. And I, and I didn't think none of it. I'm like, all right, thanks, bro. I appreciate it. You know how, you know, we on the same team. We want to see each other. He called me again. Call me again. I see him on set and he was just constant that him saying those things. And then when Buffed Up happened and it was a success, he walked. I remember he probably don't even remember this, but he told me, he said, Bro, I told you. I knew I knew what you were gonna do. And mm -hmm. I told you. And it, and it was just like, you know, it was a smile on my face. Like, I was like, yo, I'm around guys that really are rooting for me to win mm -hmm. and want to see me, you know, win. And I always say, I want to see you win, even if I got to take the back seat. That's cool. Mm -hmm. I want yeah. to see you win. I, I do. And, he, and and I know that they feel the same way about me as much as I feel the same way about them. We all feel the same way about each other. And once I begin to realize that the same, when you realize the same energy you give to someone, you're getting it back. Mm -hmm. It just makes you grind that much harder with those people. Mm -hmm. And um, and I always tell you that you know he I don't I don't even know if he remembers that or not. So if you listen to this, bro, let me know if you remember that or not. But I remember it. And he still calls me to this day out the blue, like yo, you the man, bro. He calls me out the blue, you know. When I see him, I tell him the same thing. Um, because from day one, I always I, me and him have always had that type of relationship. From day one, you know, I always told him, bro, you have a gift. You are you are gonna do something great. Mm -hmm. And and he always says, man, you you know. I remember you told me that, and I, and I tell him the same thing. I remember when you told me. Yeah, I remember when you told me that, mm -hmm. and it, and you could tell it's genuine from each other, um, and, and it's just like I'm just so happy to see us, you know, in the position that we're in, and, and where we're going, and how we're grinding and working, and and I, I'm just glad to see the city. Yeah. You know, I, I'm yeah. so glad to see so many films coming out of the city. You know, yeah. uh, you, Dennis, man, you know, man, Ramos is on his right now. Uh, yeah, Janae Rocky, you know, uh, I mean, and there's so many others, you know, I, I, I mean, uh, Chocolate Kids with Tanya and, I mean, uh, Tanja and, and, and Missy and it's just so many films and I just, I love seeing it. It's yeah. a beautiful thing to yeah. see the uh, city and all these actors, all the yes. actors that are coming out. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you've been doing it for a while. I mean, you, you have you seen as many actors and, and just coming out and out the city? I mean, choom, choom, they're coming from out of anywhere yeah. with talent. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. woo, okay. What was y'all at in 2010? We couldn't find nobody. <laughs> we couldn't find a soul. I'm like, oh Lord, who are we gonna cast for this role? I mean, but but now it's a beautiful thing to it's see. Beautiful. It. Yeah, I man. love it. Yeah, and, I I, love it. and man, what you're saying, just the energy that you're talking about that y'all have. I can't like when I was watching the films, I'm like, there's like something else going on in the films. I'm like, I can't put my finger on it, but I'm like, there's something else going on. And I after hearing you talking about like how you guys want everybody to win that trust that's built from that and that that love and that family that energy it's in the spirit of the, of, of the films man and, and it's with all of us it's even even Sino even even Sino Sino I've seen Sino grow from his first role in 211 
to his latest role in in uh, his latest leading role in, in the Mule, and I mean he worked his butt off for the Mule, and I was hard on him. Me and T both were hard on him. We were hard, and he took everything we we gave him, and he just kept working. He took it, using it, and I seen it, and I couldn't be more proud of than Cino than I am of, of, a, of his growth. I, I'm excited to see what's next, what he's going to do next. Because, I mean, all Shamar Avery, I've seen him grow. What he did in McGraw Ave versus what I seen him in, when we first started, it is, uh, I mean, he's, he's growing. His growth is amazing. Just to watch the people that you come in with and see they're constantly growing and, and getting better and they're working on their craft and they're working hard, it is just we all just we when we get around each other, man. We just we can't do nothing but be, just just laugh because we know where we came from. Mm-hmm. We know where it started, and we see where we're headed, and we're just constantly working harder. Lance, Lance Winnington came in after on five zero, never done a film in his life. Came in on five zero, did his role. He came back. He did plug love. He killed that. And then I remember we used to do these classes where we teach each other. I teach each other. I was teaching you know some of them. We were working together, working on um training for acting, like uh, training and things. And I remember telling him, step out the box, step out the box. And for the mule, he walks in there in rehearsal as little P. Wow. He came in rehearsal like that. That's exactly how I came in rehearsal. He, he never broke character and we bust out rolling. And it was like, yo, Lent, you got it. Yeah, and, and it was hilarious. I mean, <laughs> it was like, and it, just to see those things, from from those guys and, and and just we always have each other's back, man. We always hold each other accountable. We hold each other accountable. We if one of us is is on bull crap, we gonna call each other out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and and it's all love. You know, it's all love, but we gonna get it right. So man. you know, we work together like that. No, that's that's great, man. That's great. I, I, it's Lee. I come back to the Arizona question because I came to it. This is my third time. Now I'm going to ask it. No, you're all right. You're all right. So you know, I, was, I was raised in Arizona. I wasn't talking Because I thought, because so, so this is what I asked because when I know, like I was reading something with the birthday behavior and I was reading something online and, and it was saying like, you're from Arizona. So I'm like, oh, he's from Arizona. So how do you make your way to Detroit? But I see you from Detroit. So no, but how did you get, you said you went to school in Arizona. So it, 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 I always say, I, I, man, my parents, was, they, they moved around a lot. So my mom and my dad are both, you know, born and raised here in Michigan. Okay. Um, equals in, 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 in Detroit, on the east side of Detroit. And um, so my my older brother, you know, um, had asthma, had really, really bad asthma. So we had to move, they had to move from here to like a dry climate. So they okay. moved to Texas first, where I was born. I was born in Texas. Then we moved to Arizona. Um, and I was raised in Arizona, but I was always back and forth from Detroit Arizona, like I, you know, when my dad and mom separated, you know, I'm telling my whole story, Jesus Christ, but um, <laughs> my mom, when my dad and mom separated, my dad came out of Detroit, so I would come live with him, so I would come live with him for a year, go to Oak Park Middle School, then I'd okay. go back home, then I did my first year of high school at River Rouge High School, then I'd go back home, and so the last time, my senior year, my mom came, and she was like, I'm going back to Detroit, and I'm like, well, I ain't going back my senior year, and I, I'm staying, I'm graduating from here, and um, when I graduated, I was like, all right, I'm going back home. I don't want to be here okay. no more. I graduated okay. I wanted to go back home and I wanted to be around my cousins and you know, best decision I ever made was to come back. So that that that's that in a nutshell. So I was always back and forth. So to make it easy, I just say E-Course Michigan, because that's where you know okay. Okay. roots in the base is. But I I you know I was I'm I'm a, I'm a Phoenix boy, I'm an Arizona boy too. Okay. So, okay. A lot of friends out there and some family out there too still, yeah. 
Yeah, I got it. My I, my uncle cousins they moved out there a couple of years ago. Man, I, okay, I, I love it out there. I just can't, man. That dry heat, I can't take the dry heat. Yeah, ooh, I that can't. dry. They, you know, I always say they have their summers is as brutal as our winters. Yeah. So our winters are brutal, but their summers are brutal. Like our winters are brutal. So it's something you might. I don't. I always say you're never gonna get accustomed to it. I don't uh, care who you. I don't care what nobody say. You can't get accustomed to 115 dry heat. You can't roll your window. No, nah, yeah. like, I feel like I'm air smacking you like, oh man. It's no yeah. relief. I'm like, there's no, no. like I'm like, this no. is crazy. No, it's hot. Hot Damn, stuff, hot, hot. hot. And yeah. a lot of people, Midwest are moving back that way. So, you know, I keep hearing people are moving to Phoenix. Phoenix is becoming a melting pot. Oh wow. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so I've been seeing the shout outs on social media, man, coming from like Shaquille. Um, yeah. Big worm. Face on love. Face on, yeah. Face on, on love. That's right. Yeah. I just yeah. I was calling big worm. That's just I, I can't. Everybody, go you up. I call him big worm too. I can't be, but man, like talk about. I mean, ten years of grinding it out, you guys, yeah. and 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 would you say now you starting to like get to that point to where it's a breakthrough? You know, I I think that the way we are. Um, I, I don't necessarily want to say like it's a it's a breakthrough. We just focus on just working hard and bringing great films to our audience. And that's our focus. Um, we never really have a focus of this film's gonna get us to Hollywood. Or we're gonna be the greatest, or this film's gonna be the greatest film of all. We, that, that that we really don't we really don't look at things like that. We don't look at things like that. Um, we look at things more of you know our audience wants certain things and we're going to provide it for them. But we go first and foremost with every aspect of a film, we are going to try to perfect. So if it's the writing, we're going to get better at writing. If it's the lighting, we're going to get better at lighting. Um, and I had to give a lot of that weight to T because he takes a lot of that weight on him. Um, Melissa Tablet and Shanti um, Seth are the greatest, like them trio right there. They, they, they are amazing together. I'm talking about making magic without those three, man, a lot of things you won't see. You will not see a lot of, the, a lot of things with those, without those three. Um, so I don't necessarily think we look at it as, you know, after this and this post, we finally made it. We look at it more like, okay, after this, this post, we got to work harder. Work harder, yep. No, I we got to work harder yeah. to make sure we're providing the, the, the best work we can put out and making sure we're perfecting every aspect even more mm -hmm. going into the next one. Um, because I think sometimes I we I think we always carry that mentality that if you get if you get lackadaisical or you get uh uh what do you call it um it's like, comfortable like, like you get comfortable yeah if you get yeah. comfortable then you you won't you won't you you'll hit a standstill mm -hmm. and you'll start going down mm -hmm. you always got to stay hungry like there is no finish line mm -hmm. I can't That's see good. the finish line because if I finish then that means that I'm done I'm not done. So we got a long way. We got to keep working, keep getting better, and keep grinding, and just keep being us. Yeah, you know, telling yeah. our story from our lenses. Just, just keep doing what we do, having fun, loving what we do, and and providing the audience that 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 really loves our work what they want. So that that's the biggest thing we look at. I love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah. And and yeah, and again, so it it comes through. You know, it comes through. Like you say, yeah. you're doing it for the audience. And and like you guys know who your audience, 
You know what I'm saying? Yes. That's, and that's why I say when I'm looking and learning, it's like with Brenda, it was an idea that came to me. I always say like, it was just kind of like a divine, like I had this idea, but then I just didn't know what it was. Cause I was my first, I, I'd never done a feature before that. I was doing shorts and then I was doing corporate stuff, man. Like I was just working. Oh. And, and so I'm like, I don't, I got to figure this landscape out. Like the business aspect yeah. of it. How am I going to get people to watch it beyond the people that came to the premieres and stuff. And that, but that's crazy because that's what streaming did. Streaming, yes. Yeah, streaming site, 10 years ago, we didn't have streaming sites. I mean, yeah. you remember how it was 10 years ago. 10 years ago, you 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 shot a short, or you if you shot a short, you were pitching it. You yep. were trying to get it to a film festival. Yep. You were trying to get it on an investor's doorstep. You were going to pitch it. If you shot a feature, you were going to do film festivals, or you were going to try to you know uh, take it out and get it reinvested and do it all over again. But when Netflix hit, and then Hulu, and then Amazon, then Voodoo, yeah. and Crackle, and, and, and what changed the game is when they started allowing independent films yep. to be on their site. Yep. That's what changed the game. And then they started, then they started wanting them, like, bring them to us. Yeah. And that's when it was like, ooh. It's like, it's like the film, indie film now, it's like how hip-hop was. Back then, you doing, you know, you just cut yeah. your album, and you out in the street selling it from your trunk. And that's really... Because people was doing that with DVDs with films, but like, what we was, about, yeah, yeah. Eleven had about, we had boxes of, of DVDs, uh, Two Eleven DVDs, puffed up DVDs, Five uh, O DVDs, plug up DVDs, and it was around the time of birthday behavior. We was like, ooh, oh, there might not yeah. be no DVDs anymore. Yep. We said, ooh, wow, okay, okay. Damn, it was that all recent, our views that recent birthday yes. behavior. Y'all stuck to yes. wow. birthday behavior. We started to realize. DVDs. I remember because I uh, one day I went over there and uh, me and T were having a conversation and he was telling me like, yeah, DVDs ain't ain't happening no more because it, it was just streaming sites. It was it was just doing numbers on streaming because everybody now has Amazon, everybody now has Hulu and 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 Crackle and Tubi. He you know we were talking. He was just like, yeah, DVDs is kind of like. So that's how. So y'all built. So let me ask you because so with the DVDs, y'all is out. You know what I'm saying? And so your audience, your audience, you began, you were building your audience kind of like grassroots out in this, you were out yep. selling DVDs. Yeah, we had five. So all, if it was a, let me see, it was, it was one, two. So maybe it was about, maybe about six of us, six of us. I was selling most of my DVDs downriver, all downriver, Ecorse Taylor, Linga Park, you know, this side of Southwest Detroit. They were on the east side, wow. west side, suburbs. You know, I mean, it was, it was like you just said, it was like, it was like hip hop. We were selling them out the trunk, but they were flying because wow. the, <clears throat> excuse me, because, um, social media helped that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Social media really pushed that for us. It helped us. So, um, yeah, we were selling them in Ohio, you know what I'm saying? Ohio was big. Um, yeah, man, we, we were selling them out. It was going, you know what I'm saying? They were going because it was just, like you said, like even I think about, I equated to, the Texas rappers back in the day, you know, Slim Thug and Paul Wall, and mm -hmm. them guys mm -hmm. were millionaires before they got signed. Yeah, they were selling yeah. CDs out their trunks, though. You know what I'm saying? They were millionaires before they even got signed. They were, they were huge in Texas before we even knew them up here. They was already stars. Wow. So it was like yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Like it was like DVDs was the thing then. You know what I'm saying? And we, we were selling them. And, and you we had to getting, get them out somehow. You guys were getting emails, phone numbers. Everything oh, to, from that, and you them, to, them to, to other states. We were mailing them. We was, man, it, it was crazy. That was so when y'all had streaming, then so y'all had streaming, because I'm and I'm asking, because I'm like, yo, your streaming numbers are crazy. 
You know what I'm saying? What y'all yeah, doing for streaming? Yeah, because streaming, the thing about streaming now is that I don't have to mail it to the guy in California no more. Now all you have to do is push a button mm-hmm. and he can watch it himself. Mm-hmm. Like, um, especially like McGraw Ed, we don't have to, we don't have to do a, if we don't want to do a, a, a DVD collection. If we do it, it's because we want it because, you know, it's our first series and we want to have a collectible yeah, or something. Right. But the consumer can push the button and now they can watch and it. That, that audience follows you guys. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and then they just like, word of mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Brenda. When I wanted to go watch Sincerely Brenda, all I had to do was go on Amazon, Sincerely Brenda. All right, baby, let's watch a movie. Yeah. And sit back. I don't have to go find a DVD or a DVD yeah. player. I push a button on my TV. You push a button on your TV, and we watching. We watch what we want now. Mm-hmm. Um, so streaming can change the game. It's t- oh, but that's good for the independent filmmaker. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. No, I guess good. what I'm asking you though, what I'm asking you is, um, just for your audience, like you guys have a loyal following i mean you guys got yes. so so you built that over the course of the year selling dvds and then yeah. like how are you are you guys you know engaging your audience like when you're not making films like what are you doing to to uh um, engage your audience well we all do we all do like simply like i teach so um i teach classes i teach mfwa classes i teach writing and i teach acting um you know, uh, I know Murder does a lot of hosting or he goes out in the community a lot. Mm-hmm. So does Lance. Um, Shamar, I know he does a lot in the community. He does a lot. So we all we all have our own separate things. Uh, Sino's a rap. He still does his rap. He still does his hip hop. He's dropping albums. You know, he's making great music. So we all have our own uh, separate entities that we do to still stay connected with the people, the people um, yeah. that, that, that watch our, 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 our films and stuff like that. No, that's great, man. Oh man, I, look, I'm a, like I said, I'm a fan. I'm a student, like for real, man. I and, and just hearing the the stories, you know, behind, like I'm seeing it, and I'm like, okay, they they got their stuff together, they did, but to hear it is, man, it's just like, wow, man, just respect, man, like respect. Appreciate it, so, thank you, man. Um, Likewise, man. You know, I, like I said, I loved your work with I Vow and uh, sincerely, Brenda, man. I loved it, man. Yeah, I'm a fan. You. Thank you. I'm a fan back, man, for real, man. Like I said, I. I just love what, what's coming out of this out of the out of the state, man. Yeah, films and everything, man. Yeah, oh, it's exciting, man. It's an exciting time, man, to be to be a, a indie filmmaker. Um, it is, and and even just looking at just how stuff's opening up. You know, if you want to say Hollywood, just just some of the things that's coming out for for black actors, writers, and directors. That yeah, they, yeah, that are, are starting to get greenlit, man. And, and just like yeah. looking at Netflix, how they pump, man, Netflix put some crazy stuff out for people of color, man. Like, yeah. like it's yeah, just, you know. And, and you know what I think is being, you know what I think is happening is that, is that they're seeing the void that's missing. Mm-hmm. People want to see urban films. Mm-hmm. It is a huge audience that wants to see their story told, but they want to see it told authentically. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Back when we were growing up in the night, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying how, you know, I grew up in the 80s and 90s. <laughs> Our films that was authentic to us that we had was Menace of Society. Yep, yep. Uh, um, Boys, in had, Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood. You had, you had a, 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 the New York King of New York kind of was like a, a street yeah. film. Higher but Learning. That was, a, was Higher Learning in the late night. Higher Learning was like the, was an yeah. urban film. It's considered like a, 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 a kind of a, a race film but it was, yeah. it was from a black standpoint yeah. and but we we only had maybe who would spike yeah. john um the hughes brothers uh it wasn't very many let's put it like that but there was a huge audience that wanted to see more 
They want to see more. Like I think about horror films. That audience doesn't care if a hundred films come out and only ten are good. They still want to be fed yeah. films constantly. Yeah. That's why you can. That's why I respect Bloomhouse so much. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because yeah. he knows there's a there's a demographic that wants it, yeah. and he doesn't have to go find somebody. Really, all he has to do is cast it, shoot it, yeah. and it's gonna sell. Yeah. Because he knows his audience, and the same thing with urban films. Like people, Tyler Perry, he Tyler knows Perry. that there's an audience yep. for what he's doing, mm -hmm. and he's gonna he's gonna milk that lane. And it's not. And, and I I think he's a he's a great minded business person. He's a genius, man. I was reading this book called The E Myth. Um, and you should check that out if it's about small businesses. Okay. Like, but yeah. I was reading it, and it was talking about you you can't scale like to the point you have to have a system, like a a. a system you can plug anybody into really and then like you can scale but but what, what i'm saying with tyler perry was i think was he's so brilliant is he's found a way to scale like and i think you can plug like if you look at a tyler perry film you, you can put like any dp you know if you if you decent with a mm -hmm. camera you can go and yep. you can shoot a tyler perry film and so i'm saying mm -hmm. that's the brilliance i think because he's created like a, a streamlined process Man, what? Content, man. So I'm like, he's the, first, he's the first person that you, if you ever look back, he's one of the first people that was uh, quality, what is it, quantity over yeah. the quality. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying he made bad films, that's not what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is he was about pushing out quantity yeah. to the viewer because he's he like, that's the level, this is a good enough level right here. Let's put out, and right. he got to feed him, feed him, feed yeah. him, feed him, feed him. I read in a book one time, they said. What makes an expert an expert? Just another expert saying he's an expert. Mm -hmm. And it, and it kind of made me think like, huh? And I thought about it like, oh, that's just another human being saying that this human being is on the same level as him. Mm -hmm. So what is the difference between what I'm doing and you're doing? So I always look at it like that because people say, oh man, Hollywood, but Hollywood's up here. But that doesn't mean that you can't be you can't, right. You just have to take a different lane, mm -hmm. right? Independent mm -hmm. filmmaking, if you think about it like this, independent filmmaking, there's films that are getting billions of streams, hundreds of millions of streams. Yeah. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And that they're up there at the same level as a Hollywood film. Yep. You're being viewed just as much as someone it's, else, but I don't think people look at the, it like that. Yeah. Anymore. It's the view of success. It's like, what is yeah. the, really, what exactly. is your view of success? And, and that's yes. what I'm always exactly. saying. I'm like, and that's why I had to get my mind around. Like when I first started, like, what was my view? I, it was hard for me to make anything because yeah. I was putting, my, like you just said, I was putting myself, I was comparing myself to like Hollywood. I, I yeah. like, was like, yo, I admired those, those writers and directors. And I was down in myself. Like, I can't do that. Yeah. Until and I it's nothing to, wrong, I always say it's nothing yeah. wrong with Hollywood. No, not it's, at all. You know what I'm I think that it's just a path. What path do you want to take? You can take independent, you can take Hollywood. But I think that independent has changed so much and so drastically, so fast that people are making a lot of money. It's yeah. becoming more lucrative. Yeah. It's becoming more financially stable each year. Yeah. And so I think it just based upon you and what you want to do. Either yes. is, you know, whatever. Works. It just yeah. I, works for what you, you whatever works for yeah. you. Independent work for me. Yeah. You know, and it's working for me. And that's what I love doing. So yeah, no, I, I think that, you know, um streaming changed the game. Yeah. It did. Oh, yeah. It just, it just I think streaming on top of social media, on top of, you know, devices. Like your mm -hmm. phone or a tablet. Mm -hmm. Now you can watch anything on a phone. Anything, like everything's just it's just changing. They got streaming sites like Quibi just for phones. Yeah. You know, and they need content. I tell people all that. 
One thing that streaming sites need is content. Mm -hmm. They need content. They just need it. They got to keep up with Netflix and Amazon and Hulu. Yep. Tubi, Quibi, all of them. They got to keep up. Yeah, yeah, yep. man. They need content. Man, that's been great, man. I really enjoyed this convo, man. Like, yeah, like yeah. those y'all listening, for real, like there's a lot of nuggets that, that Thomas, you dropped, like just really about the work ethic that goes into the work that goes in behind the scenes that many people don't see. They see the finished product, you know, yeah. and and they don't know what goes into into that. Mm. And so I appreciate you sharing, you know, all that man, and, with us, man, those stories. And, and those on, yeah, man. man, no, for real. I just want to say, man, you know, um, if you out there and, and, and you ever feel like, you know, it, it's a big, huge, you know, you got to go train and spend all this money to be an actor or a director or anything, man, it's not. It's just you getting up, putting in some hard work and doing it. Um, there's a lot of self-taught uh, successful filmmakers. It's up to you. You know what I'm saying? Don't ever be afraid. Go out there and take that step and do it because you can do it because I did it. Murder, um, Pain, Murder Pain did it. Moolah Films did it. We all did it. We just took the step. We took the risk and we did it. So yeah, I just wanted to say that to the you know the listeners, man. Yeah, no man, appreciate that, appreciate that. Where can people find um, you? Where can people find Moolah Films and 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 all the work? Uh, so uh, you can reach us at on Instagram or even on Facebook. Um, you can reach me at Thomas L Harris. Um, you can reach Moolah Films at Moolah Films, both on Facebook and Instagram. Um, you could most of our actually I think no let me see. All of our content should be on Amazon Prime now. So yeah. you can watch all of our catalog on Amazon Prime. Um, I believe all of it is on there now, um, if I'm not mistaken. So Amazon Prime, you can watch all of our stuff. Oh, I mean, I had one more question for you. I totally forgot to talk yeah. about you Cult Studios, man. Like, just talk yes. a little bit, a little bit, tell the people about what that is, man, and what they can expect. Uh, so you Cult Studios is a new um, situation that um, really that um, T has built. And um, I'm not going to sit there and lie and say, I built it and I did it. I did it, but I know a little something about it. Um, but basically, it's a new studio that's going to be bringing out films in the future. Um, they're going to uh, take on films. They're going to make original films. Um, they're going to be, uh, you know, you'll see other people's films on that site. Um, local filmmakers here that have done it. They'll be they'll be on that site pushing product, uh, pushing their product, I should say. Um, and they got some films that, you know, are going to be out that, that I'll be directing. Um, I'll be writing and directing and also acting in as well. And so will um, Murder Pain. So Yuko Studios will be a big factor in the independent film um, industry here for sure. And, 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 you know, eventually worldwide, for sure. Man, great, man. Like I say, they doing it. Y'all doing it, man. I really appreciate y'all. Um, what you're doing in Detroit for the, just the actors, just the, everybody that's into film, like what y'all doing for the city, man, and outside of the city, um, putting folks on the map, man. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Starting careers, you know what I'm saying? We're trying, man. We're trying. This is, We're man. trying to help, man. That's all. No, man. It's, appreciate y'all, man. Um, everybody listening, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, definitely go follow their pages. Go watch the films. Um, support, support, support. Thank you all for listening. And I'll see you next week.